بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سئل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن أكثر ما يدخل الناس الجنة قال اتقوا الله وحسن الخلق وسئل عن أكثر ما يدخل الناس النار فقال الفم والفرج رواه التلميذ وقال حديث حسن صحيح Continuing with the hadith, we began the discussion yesterday. Abu Hurairah narrates, the question was put to Rasulullah as to what will cause, or what will be the most effective in causing people to enter into Jannah. To this, Rasulullah replied, Taqwallah. The fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as I mentioned, this translation, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not actually what we call a justified uh, translation, but just to give us an indication of the meaning. Because the word taqwa comes from the word wiqaya, which means to create a protective barrier. So the protective barrier between us and that which we fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is Allah's anger, Allah falling from grace in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being deprived of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, severing our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the aspects which we fear with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And our protective barrier for that, what is taqwa? To bring a life of Allah's obedience. Fi'alu ta'atihi. To obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What Allah has made compulsory upon us to carry out the injunctions of deen. And to abstain from that which angers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abstain from what we call ma'asiyat, from sinning. From anything that is haram or prohibited. Allah Ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, هُوَ أَهْلُ التَّقْوَى وَأَهْلُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ These are two linked concepts, that if we develop taqwa, then with that is maghfirat, the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we talk of maghfirat, forgiveness, here also, a lot of times we have a very confined meaning or understanding of what is maghfirat. To gain Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. Maghfirat means jannat. Guaranteed entry into jannat. If a person is forgiven by Allah Ta'ala, obviously his jannat is guaranteed. So maghfirat is not a small thing, it's a very, very great thing. So Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Hu ahlul taqwa wa ahlul maghfira. Allah Ta'ala is the one that is worthy of taqwa. Allah is ahl of taqwa. And intrinsically, intrinsically linked to taqwa, ahlul maghfirah. Through taqwa you will get the maghfirat and forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, in the riwayat of Tirmizi Sharif, it is mentioned, qala Allah ta'ala, which was mentioned actually in the tafsir of this verse, Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that Allah ta'ala says, ana ahlun anuttaqa, أنا أهل أن أتقى فمن اتقاني فلم يجعل معي إلها آخر أنا أهل أن أغفر له هو أهل التقوى وأهل المغفرة 
explanation of this, Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala says, I am ahal, I am worthy that I should be feared. Taqwa should be developed for, for me. And that person who has taqwa for me and does not ascribe any partner with me, then Allah Ta'ala says, Ana ahlun, it is in keeping with my maqam, with my greatness, with my majesty, and aghfira lahu, that I will always forgive him. So taqwa is a goal, taqwa is a prize to develop taqwa, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the consciousness of Allah ta'ala. And as I mentioned, taqwa exhibits itself in us bringing our lives on shariat, bringing our lives on the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abstaining from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that the thing that will cause the most people to enter into Jannah, thing that will cause the most people to enter into Jannah, taqwa Allah, the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and with that, husnul khuluq, beautification of one's character. Ulama mentioned that fear of Allah, mentioned alongside good character, as the former, that is taqwa Allah, rectifies relationship with the Creator, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the latter, husnul khuluq, rectifies one's relation with the creation. And as we mentioned yesterday, this world is darul hukuk, is a place of haq. Why? Because the life and wealth which Allah has given us, on the one hand it is Allah's ni'mat, Allah's favor upon us. On the other hand it is Allah's amanat, Allah's trust. And amanat has zimedari, has responsibility attached to it. So they are hukuk, they are rights. Allah's rights, rights of the creation. Allah's rights develop taqwa. The rights of the creation develop husnul khuluk, good akhlaq and character. Both these things get fulfilled. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, This is the thing that causes the most people to enter into jannah. When we talk of husnul khuluq, as I mentioned many, many times previously, this word husn, beauty. A person who has good akhlaq and character is a beautiful person. Why? Because beauty has a quality. What is the quality of beauty is that it attracts, it magnetizes. Human nature, automatically we are attracted to what is beautiful. We become attached to something that is beautiful. This is something we have to ask ourselves. The way I behave, the way I speak, the way I conduct myself, the way I interact with people. Am I a person who brings people closer or am I a person who distances? Somebody thinks, sometimes a person's nature is such, you think of him, you want to stay away from him. This is not good akhlaq. Good akhlaq and character is that people are attracted to you. Always having a smiling face speaking good words, giving people encouragement, being tolerant. And one very, very important aspect of good akhlaq and character, which unfortunately today is very little, is generosity. Being a kind person, being a generous person. Sahaba, when it came to every aspect of their life, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhum others, they would not eat also. They would not eat without sharing their food. Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala if there was no one to share the food with, he would go hungry, but he would not eat. And when they used to share the food, they used to eat less and give the guest even more. 
So generosity is an extremely important part of akhlaq and character. Salam bin Muti' rahimahullah was asked, mentioned Su'ila Salam ibn Muti' and Husnul Khuluq. He was asked, tell us what is Husnul Khuluq? What is good akhlaq? What is good character? So he responded in the form of a poem. He says, تَرَاهُ إِذَا مَا جِئْتَهُ مُتَهَلِّلًا كَأَنَّكَ تُعْتِيهِ الَّذِي أَنْتَ سَائِلُهُ This poem is made up of three couplets. Arabic language is difficult to translate poetry, but just a brief translation. He's describing a person of good akhlaq and character. He says, تَرَاهُ إِذَا مَا جِئْتَهُ مُتَهَلِّلًا He says, when you come to him, as you approach him, you'll find his face beaming. You'll always find him smiling. You'll always find him approachable. You approach him as a beggar. You approach him as someone in need. And normally when a beggar has to approach you, when somebody who wants to ask you for something has to approach you, what happens? If you see him coming from one direction, you go in another direction. Or even if you want to help him, you help him with a sour face. Salam bin Muti describes a man of good akhlaq and character. He says, this man is beaming, he's happy. The beggar is coming towards him. He's so happy and he greets him so with such a smiling face, almost as if he's the one who wants to ask, rather than he's the one who's giving. Yet he, he, yet, he is so happy to see this person approaching him. Then he goes on, the second couplet of the poem, he says, وَلَوْ لَمْ يَكُنْ فِي كَفِّهِ غَيْرُ رُوحِهِ لَجَادَ بِهَا فَلْيَتَّقِ اللَّهَ سَائِلُهُ He said, this person of akhlaq is who? He's a man of such generosity that if he had nothing else besides his own ruh and his soul, that also he'll give it away. If he had nothing else besides his soul or his, his ruh, that also he will give it away. This is why we hear of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that our beloved master sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the word la, no, didn't exist in his vocabulary. He couldn't turn anyone away. Even when he had nothing, he would take a loan from someone to give the, the sail, the beggar. Such was the generosity of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the final part of this couplet, he says, هُوَ الْبَحْرُ مِنْ أَيِّ النَّوَاحِ أَتَيْتَهُ فَلُجَّتُهُ الْمَعْرُوفُ وَالْجُودُ سَاخِلُهُ He equates... A man of good akhlaq and character, he equates his generosity with an ocean. And he says that the banks of which are generosity and the waves of which are well known. So the point, my respected brothers, husnul khuluk, good akhlaq, good character, this person has to be an embodiment of kindness, of softness, of tolerance, of generosity, of compassion of very, very important link to akhlaq and character as we will see in the next chapter. Obviously, we're not going to go into that discussion now. Is hilm, is tolerance. Today, unfortunately, this is very, very lacking amongst us. Tolerance. Controlling our temper. Showing a kind face in the face of aggression. Things are not going our way. person is not dealing with us kindly to control one's temper, to give up this jazba or the zeal of what we call intiqam, of getting revenge. 
These are very, very important aspects. Aspects that where Rasulullah is telling us there is nothing, nothing, nothing more conducive to getting you Jannah, more effective to getting you Jannah, to getting the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, to getting the highest ranks in Jannah, than developing these aspects of our akhlaq and character. So to come back to the hadith, Abu Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala narrates, Rasulullah sallallahu was asked, what is most effective, what is most conducive in causing a person to enter into Jannah? He said, Taqwa Allah wa husnul khuluq. Taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beautiful akhlaq and character. And obviously in the same hadith, conversely, this is what will give you Jannah, what will give you Jahannam. What will cause more people akhirat to be destroyed what will cause more people's akhirat to be destroyed than anything else what we would have expected the response of this to be person shirk etc yet what does rasulullah say suilan akthar ma yudkhilun nas annar was asked what will cause more people to enter into jahannam than anything else he responded two limbs of the body Two parts of the body, not controlling them, not controlling them will cause more people to enter into Jahannam than anything else. What are these two parts? Rasulullah said, Al-Fam wal-Farj. One is the mouth, by mouth specifically is meant the tongue. As we mentioned previously, Husne akhlaq, Husne kalam ke baghair na mumkin hai. Ulama say, good akhlaq, good character without controlling this tongue, without beautification of one's speech, impossible. Can't do it. Nabi Islam is saying, the tongue, the word in the hadith is mouth, but what is meant is the tongue. He said, this tongue and the second, al-farj, the private parts. By private part, what is meant? When we say, Nabi Islam says, the private part causes you to enter into Jahannam, what is meant? Meant is lack of haya, lack of shame, lack of modesty. And today, unfortunately, the sad reality is that haya, shame, modesty has become an unknown entity. Unheard of. Hidden away in some cave. Walk into any Muslim home today and the first thing you see is what? Walk into the person's sitting room, is that plasma screen. Allah protect us, my respected brothers. That is the very destruction of haya. That plasma screen that is in all, almost become farz, obligatory in Muslim homes, illa mashallah. That plasma screen is the very essence of zina. That is the thing that is destroying the morality of the Muslim ummah today. Wherever you travel in the world, in, in villages in the corners of some of the globe today, the very destruction of iman, the very destruction of haya and shame is occurring through that. And unfortunately, yet we find it in majority of the Muslim homes. Shall I continue?